Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Match Ball. Hello, welcome to The Match Ball. It's Dan, Rob and Moscow with you for the post-Spurs analysis. It is, it's over. Um, Michael's not here today, is he? Because he has uh, apparently injured his his back. He is one bad back bastard. The lucky bugger. So he has. So he claims. So he claims. I think he'll be annoyed to have missed that because mm. I think he would rather have been there to vent his feelings. Yeah, need to, I think he would have strangely enjoyed it. But we need to. Somebody's got to talk about Levi's solicitor something. I, I don't was, know how we do that without him. I was just going to say, yeah, Will's probate conveyancing, 15% off Phil Hay Monday Club. Look out for that tomorrow. In um, other words, the same, but it's meaningless without him saying them. Yes. And uh, 10% discount on your legal fees and everything else. Levi'sSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Yeah, again, I, normally do, I normally do that bit. No, it, it, the whole thing just sounds like if I try to get some business from Levi's, like they're going to charge me, like they'll, they'll steal my house or something. And I, I think knock it on the edge until he's back. Right. Uh, final match ball of the season. Final match ball in the Premier League for... Uh, anon, <laughs> should we say? Uh, we've gone down and with a pathetic, pathetic whimper in the end. But um, I think we kind of saw it coming from a week or two out, didn't we? Special props to the club who have just put out um, some devastated photos of the players. And uh, when you <laughs> on Instagram, when you press the photo, you can buy the home shirt for this year, so you yeah. can remember it. The in- Instagram's uh, Instagram shop function means that um, they've tagged the uh, 22-23 adult home jersey. It appears to come with Rodrigo's tears as uh, a special free bonus um, this time around. Well, time to take our medicine then, gentlemen, because that was pitiful, wasn't it? Well, maybe time to buy a shirt that might be cheap. Are you um, are you glad that Spurs scored early? Because it took basically all the heat out of it, didn't it, really? I think we all knew which way that one, were, which way that one was going to go when that happened. It was quite nice that... Um... Spurs scoring after 90 seconds meant we could spend the first 10 minutes singing about just former heroes. There was Marcelo mm. Bielsa, there was Berardi, Mateus Click, mm. Pablo Hernandez, Samu Saiz, yeah, which I really liked that, that one. Uh, Has anyone got a spare pen, by the way? I'm yeah, to make it. some furious notes, I'm thanks. Taking notes. Uh, Luciano Becchio, which was good. Pontus Janssen, which was surprising. Yeah. Uh, and then I think we had like the usual. Samuel Saiz, yes. Yeah, yes, lovely, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I think there was uh, Beckford and Matteo. But yeah, we've... Um, we really committed to getting relegated over these last few months, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, that was the real, uh, to top it all off, not even a sense of, oh, you never know, chances against us, but we might give it a real good go. Nah, let's not bother. Then we, at least we saw Jorginho Ruta. That was nice. He was pretty good. But the um, I didn't like going behind in the first 90 seconds because I'd been trying to maintain... Wait, are you talking about the first half or the second half here? <laughs> Both. Sorry, go on, go on. But the first half, in particular, I've been trying to maintain just the idea that you know, it's the last day, Premier League, craziness, anything at all can happen. I think the one thing that I hadn't really considered as a possibility of anything at all can happen is that we just give up in the first two minutes. Mm. Um, Did we give up or were we just fucking shit? Well, once we were 1-0 down, we weren't staying up, were we? So it was kind of, there was a lot of 
I mean, there are some players who I felt, so let's jump into the end of the game. Was, <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone. It, it got sad <laughs> before he went off injured. Watching Harrison take getting the ball again and again and trying to beat six players on his own because it seemed to be the only way that we were going to do anything. But at that point, um, Leicester were winning 2-0 at that point. I think it ended 2-1. Everton were winning 1-0. And I felt like, and I wanted you to run on. I felt like running on there and just go, Jack, just don't. You've like, tried. and Yeah, it's like this isn't doing anybody any good because, you know, and he scored a really good goal, but <coughs> then we immediately conceded. But it was all um, pointless from the first goal. And the, the other thing about it, like just for a, a bit of what could have been, Spurs weren't good. The first half when we were attacking, their defending was shocking. They the were problem, pinballing it around. Moscow, but they were already 1-0 up. The so. problem with this is you don't need to be good to beat us this season. Yeah, you yeah. just need to wait. That was... Um, don't you, really? Oh, well, not even wait. Yeah. 90 seconds. Is all well, they, they waited wait. a minute and a half. That was kind and, of... The, until we gave the ball away. The frightening thing about their first two goals, 90 seconds into either half, is that you could sort of see them coming and it was like, oh yeah, they've beaten a man and then they've got a player in loads of space... Yeah. I oh, think it was the oh, look, there's a man just yeah. stood there waiting for the ball to be passed oh it's Harry Kane mm. I wonder how this is going to end I think it was the second one that the, <laughs> the pass we even sort of got a touch to it but it was still like nah he's still in loads of space that he can just has loads of time to just pull the ball in the bottom corner oh look there's Harry Kane running through again mm. and then the, the third one where Liam Cooper just did the weird header and shouted at everyone else and you thought eh, he shouldn't be doing that that's mm. a bad idea the fourth <laughs> I mean that was uh, that was really hilarious how there was like a section of the crowd singing We All Love Leeds. There's a section of the crowd booing. And then Tottenham just walked through and scored. And that, that it just meant, all right, we're just letting everyone get furious now. How much of their celebrations did you see? I saw Lucas getting cheered along. <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, it was it, right above the Spurs fans. That's like right underneath me. And when I saw them lifting... And there was a point where... Because the referee kept going, like, knock this on the head, get on with the game. But it looked to me like the Spurs players were going like, no... You get involved. We'll cheer mm-hmm. you up as well if you want. We're having a party over here. Um, I did yes. wonder. I did wonder if the South Stand was going to spill over at that point. It was. It was teetering That's that corner, wasn't it? Yeah. There's a few people trying. Yeah. Fair yeah. play to the guy that did get on the pitch. He was. Uh, he gave a few people the absolute runaround. It's a big change from going down in 2007 when we managed mm. to stop the game for half an hour with a mass pitch invasion. I suppose we're in, we are in more civilized times in some ways. Yeah. When you're on BT Sport, you've got to behave yourself a bit more. Yeah. Uh, someone's asking why have you got a tennis ball on your shirt you haven't used the acid smiley face it's not smiley a tennis face. ball yeah yeah. I thought it would be are you going out to listen to some acid house tonight might I thought it would either be like uh, joyful as part of staying up or just you know it might brighten some spirits hmm. um, can I kick Sam Allardyce if you want to I was going to say can we re-rewind and talk about um, the formation and play, playing six defenders is that part of it yeah go on then so and it, it's it's him, but it's also... Is that the, former Leeds boss, Sam Allardyce? I hope so. <laughs> it's him, but then also the club as a whole. It felt like today was like the last um, attempt of just going to the... Just leaving things to the very end. The only plan I can assume was we name six defenders and we try and stay in the game. <laughs> and then if there's something there for us in the last 20 minutes, if Everton are losing and Leicester are losing, then we're, yeah. we're there and we can go for it. Well, that's because he didn't want us to concede the first goal, did he? He wanted to win 1 0, basically. Yeah. And right. then it was over within 90 seconds. But it's been this story of my life from where we had um, last summer and then January, and then just this narrowing of our options all the way of just removing the things that we could possibly do, dwindle, dwindle, dwindle until the last hope is to try and just hope that it's still there in the last 20 minutes rather than being the protagonist of what we could do. And then also, I wonder. 
like with those early concessions and stuff, whether suddenly switching to 5-3-2, which I don't think we've ever played before with Weston McKenney playing up front, <laughs> um, contributed to the the players' like general just lack of confidence, ability, nous, whatever, to just no longer knowing what they were doing anymore because nobody knew where anybody was. I was thinking that midway through the first half, like how many times in the last two months or at least over the second half of the season have we played combinations of players that have never played together before so today you've got a back three of Christensen Ferber Cooper fairly certain they've never played before together uh, McKenney and Rodrigo up front together don't think that's happened before Harrison for sure Cork in midfield don't think that's happened before and it seems like we've just done that for like the last two months and you can see some of the stuff that was going on in the first half was just so bad it was almost funny like missed passes and players just like just not knowing where each other was. And well, that, well like... the, the chant went up. That's why we're going down. Yeah. And that was related to a, was it a misplaced Rodrigo that was, at that uh, point. Harrison took a short corner and Rodrigo just fell <laughs> over. <laughs> and there was another one where Christensen did like a real calamity, miscontrol and pass. And then we got it back and he gave it to Robin Cock who just forgot the ball. And yeah. he was like, right, okay. I think I made a note midway through the first half that even Jack Harrison uh, did a bad first touch and I was like, just relegators. That was my, that was the note I made. Um, well, we've achieved the impossible and we've, mm. we've gone down. We've followed the Leicester model. They're joining us. Yeah. They won the league, though, while they were up here and played in Europe a bit and didn't win the FA Cup as well. Mm. well so they if, were good for longer than... Well, than, us, Leicester, Southampton in the same division, it'll be like the champion, uh, sorry, the League One banter years, won't big it? Big reunion. Yeah. Big uh, reunion. I was going to say we followed the Southampton model of Red Bull and signed a load of players without any Premier League experience as well. We've really uh, followed the best of the Premier League. Yeah. Hi Kevin, thanks for your feedback on my, uh, I say apparently I say etc far too much and I need to cut it out so I can, I can only apologise and something say sorry etc. Something to work on for next season. Because it, it's dead easy just sitting here and talking for half an hour without a script, long no, live no, stream. No, no, no. Give it a go that's... Kevin and I'll watch you, okay? Let's um, really burn everything down, come yeah, on. Come on, I want to talk it, bring it on. Bring I it like on. Kevin, I think Kevin's What else do I do wrong? <laughs> Tell him Kevin. <laughs> yeah, do. Don't hold back. <laughs> oh dear. I don't... Whatever. Um, crowd reaction, let's talk about that. Um, well yeah, they just... Uh, let us get on with it, didn't they, by conceding after 90 seconds. I think it was, um, we had the ball from the kickoff. Weston McKenney gave away a simple pass. I don't think we touched it again and Spurs scored. Mm. And yeah, I, thought, I mean, it was weird. It was, I was on the, I was in the East End today, sort of on halfway. So I kind of got a, a stereo sound of vitriol from the South Stand and the cop. So you get to hear both different chants from either side. But I don't know how, I don't know how angry it was or whether because it was just so limp and pathetic mm. it was kind of like let's just sing about some people we like there was a bit of anger there was a lot of Bielsa a lot of you aren't fit to wear the shirt which is fair enough that really ramped up towards the end didn't it it was after that fourth goal wasn't it yeah. it was because there was some sort of should we be a little bit positive and trying to pull it like, nope no no let's get stuck into them even, even there was even a point at which we all love Leeds was sung by one end of the ground I think the other end of the ground started booing it we completely descended into anarchy at that point I was above the Spurs fans and um, they were very vocal from the beginning that they won Daniel Levy out so that's them they was, they'd like unified, their boards. unified handshake uh, emoji sacked yeah, the board and all they that they would like their boards sacked but um, it's always it's because of the acoustics on the gantry ring it I don't even know the bell is yeah. it's lit Oh, Come is. on, Kev's going to have you on toast for that. Know. So yeah, um, for long people who like the shite memes that we've rolled out on this show, here's the gantry gone. It's a good meme. We've done nothing wrong. It's, a, it's, a bell. it's, like, it's not even a fucking gong, it's a bell. So uh, it was hard to um, judge what, like whose calls for the, the board to be sacked were louder. But I think, was, yeah, the early goal in both halves, I think took a lot of the wind out of the, the sails. I stayed to the end. 
and saw mm. old um, Stuart Dallas got a very big send off. <laughs> yeah. That was good because he has done nothing wrong this season <laughs> apart from sort of appear in the background of photos as the players are going down the tunnel looking sad, which is. You know, I don't know what more he could do. You know, we've been weighing up who to award um, player of the year to because yeah. obviously we've been running that all year. Dan James still. Dan James, he's second. He can't obviously win it because he can't score anymore to get himself above mm. Tyler Adams. Um, so Tyler Adams could have it or we could just give it to Stuart Dallas. Yeah, okay. yeah. That. that sounds good. And then um, Harrison was the last one off. He was tall. He was dealing with people in the South. Dealing with people. He was giving his shirt to people in the South stand and they also seem to be... Um, I wonder if that might be him off because... You know, he was making sure he was uh, last one off. And then that was about it, really. Everybody else, all the dice just wandered off, talked to about a bit. I think Robbie Keane um, gave a couple of waves to the Spurs fans during the game. I've forgotten about that link, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but certainly there was plenty of Keno, Keno. I did I did notice him as he was going off at half time, kind of like that. So that he's was nice for them. Boyhood club, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. That's, <laughs> at least somebody had a nice time, saw somebody who liked him. And yeah, don't know. It was the thing about the game is I remember feeling like it's got to be over soon. And then I looked at the clock and we'd only played 20 minutes. It was a really, because we were so bad and the result was in no doubt from the first minute. It just got such a drag. And I feel like um, this is probably why it's quite low energy right now. It's not just relegation, but I feel like that game lasted for about four hours. Yeah. Just especially because there was there was nothing in it. There was no jeopardy anymore, was there? No, and that was it. You'd, when you were watching them, uh, so the sub and okay, we'll go back to Twilight Dice in a minute. When the subs happened and we did get a bit of energy, it was all too late. And that's why I, I just wanted to tell them. I mean, give it up. I mean, it's, it says a lot, doesn't it, that when McKennie and he knew he was being brought off to McKennie and he made the move of getting to the bench before he was booed off the pitch, that he did get booed off the pitch, and then Ruta was brought on and given essentially. A hero as welcome, like a returning son. He did all right, just because yeah. that was the kind of anarchy that was. Uh, it was just suffusing everything at that point, wasn't it? That uh, that sense of annoyance. Um, Jim is asking in the comments on YouTube. Thank you for being with us, by the way. If you're on the YouTube, um, even you, Kev. The like, Kevin. Kevin's just apologised that he's done a crying laughing emoji. I'm only playing, Kev, but I did mean it as well. Uh, <laughs> um, James, Jimmy, Jim is asking um, in the comments. Am I sad? I'm not sad. I'm just glad it's over now. Uh, yeah. I've been fed up all season. I've been stressed all season. Uh, I just, I've just wanted it over now for for quite some time, and it got to the point where, like, do you know what? Whichever way this goes, just make it end now. Yeah, it was strange. It's the first time I've seen Leeds relegated live in the flesh, and considering I'd really like resigned myself to it and talked myself into thinking, do you know what? Maybe it's the best option. It was still very numbing an experience, but I think that is just from the conceding after 90 seconds because even there was no reaction really to them scoring after 90 seconds it was like yeah that's, oh, well, that's about right that's happened, yeah. that's happened again then has yeah. it <laughs> that's kind of how we do things likewise at the start of the second half I think to put it into um, I've been you've been through three I've been through three the league one the relegation to league one technically I went through the 1982 one so did I actually but I wasn't a Leeds fan at that point I, I, was, I think my parents started bringing me a, probably a, a season after but yeah I was alive through it yeah yeah um, so yeah, 82, 2004, 2007. Yeah. So 2007 was the worst because um, that was when there was the full pitch invasion and the I, the thing I've, I vividly remember from that game is I was near the uh, Northwest Tunnel where the police bit is. And so when they were taking people off the pitch, 
um, stewards and police were taking Leeds fans off and Leeds fans were coming out with cops, kick people up the arse and punch them for um, for being on the pitch. And I just remember thinking, like, this is not good. And then we had Ken Bates and Dennis Wise. And it was all, the whole thing was just miserable. And it took me, and then I didn't know if we were getting relegated because I didn't have a, a, a like, the mobile technology is not what it was. Uh, was not what it is today, so I didn't know what the other scores were. I'm sick of all that reception I get in Ellen Road. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Alan Clark and Gary Kelly um, and Paul Reaney came out with Gary Kelly to give Gary Kelly a long service award. And I'm being standing there going, I have no idea if we've been relegated. What the fuck is going on? Why are we giving Gary Kelly like a silver platter if we've been relegated? Very strange atmosphere. And then it took me an hour to get home for the bus. 2004, though, um, obviously we were relegated away at Bolton. It was all the crying. But then we had the game against Charlton and we had a very jolly pitch invasion. We had a party mm. on the pitch. Everybody cheering off um, Alan Smith the way that Lucas Mora was chaired <laughs> off. And um, I remember me and my uh, mates, Andy and John, going in the dugouts and doing uh, pretend substitutions <laughs> as if we were players and managers. And so that was good. So it was all quite jolly. Did you beer yourself off like you were Western McKenney? Well, there was none of that when we went down for the Premier League. It was kind of like there was a weird sort of wanting to give them a good send-off, which I don't know, maybe it's just like I was drunk and I'm dimly remembering what it was like. So at the end today, um, after all the players had gone after after Harrison had finally gone down the tunnel, I was looking around and I was sitting next to KG, who does his uh, YouTube channel, which is very good and he's a very nice man. Michael's appearing on that this week, isn't he? Yeah, apparently he's fitting for that. Yeah, Yeah. Judas. Bad back's going to be cured by Tuesday. Um, And I said to him, I'm waiting for something to happen because I don't know mm. what we do now. I did that. I did. That's why the match ball we didn't start until relatively late. Like it, I kind of stood in the stadium just waiting for something to happen. There were loads of people just like milling around. Yeah, I think like something's got to. Are they going to come back? What happens? Are they going to come out again? Yeah, yeah. Are they going to drag Angus Kinnear out by, by his lug hole? He showed up, didn't he today? Um, no sign of um, Rajazani. He's probably still drunk from Luton. Yeah, but I mean, he showed up. Interesting thing about that happening this weekend. Um, which may as well mention as an aside, is that um, Angus Kinnear, when he did, used to write his programme notes and he used to have opinions on things that were going on in the do Premier League. Do you remember those? Yeah, those heady days where he was talking about how, because um, it was all the fan-led government's re- government review uh, that he was angry about and saying that all the conclusions of that, and it's like, we can't possibly have these fan-led ideas leading to changes in government governance in football. Premier League executives know what they're doing and they don't need the input from um, a fan-led government review. Um, and the club that he runs is in the Premier League and the club that is owned by football supporters, its own fans, have uh, have just gone into the Premier League and in our place. So I wonder um, if that's maybe giving Angus some thoughts or whether the fact that he's already put a sock in his stupid mouth. I presume he's going to suggest we give back those parachute payments. Yeah, because... So, we'll only waste them. Yeah, we, yeah. well, yeah. Um, you know, Championship below, chief Mind you, we've got things to pay for now. Well, um, we're going to sign Pavel Chubitsky back, aren't we, according mm. to uh, Angus? It gets wasted on players like Pavel Chubitsky. Finally, we're here for the uh, the comments that are rolling through now from the post-match presser, which we'll get to in a minute or two. But a question from Tom, who's asking what the feeling was like inside the stadium after the whistle. As, as we were sort of saying a little bit earlier on the stream, it felt to me like it gradually, it was, uh, the venom was sort of ramped up a little bit towards the end. There were certain lulls in it when people didn't know what to do. There were some amusing songs that we won't repeat here for fear of uh, committing libel actions. Um, and then as it became more and more inevitable towards the end, it was, yeah, po- not poisonous, but all that sort of the twisty stuff, the anger started pouring out and it was a, there was a, round, a resounding boo at, at, at the final whistle. That, um, you're not fit to wear the shirt after the half goal. 
the players really looked shell shocked at that mm. point. Even when they took the kickoff, it sort of got passed back to Luke Hayden and he looked surprised to have got it. It's like, oh yeah, we've actually got to play did the rest you, of this game. Did you see Ruta's face as people were singing that? No. He um, he pulled his shirt up over his face, like hiding. Mm. Well, I was watching McKenney after he got booed off and he was head in hands, wasn't similar. He? Yeah. Just had his face in his shirt. Melier went and looked after Rutter after the final whistle. He had his arm around And then, um, Mon Bebe. Yeah, Petit Bre. But yeah, once they started walking around the pitch, it was a bit of a mix of it was weird, certain it? players yeah. getting applauded, certain players getting booed. McKenney hanging out with Ailing so that he couldn't get booed. I didn't, I didn't actually see McKenney. I know it's Rodrigo well, just stood as well. McKenney sat on the on. bench until nearly everyone had finished and then came out. like and, and he Because what you did, you could tell who was prepared to sort of front it out because they were further out from the centre circle. Mm. They were close to the touchline. Like Stuart Dallas was the one who was nearly on the touchline. The rest of them kind of just, there was a small circle Forsh- around. Yeah. Forshaw was straight over. He was in absolute pits, bless him. He was just... Mm sobbing as he walked around he was the first one and he did get quite a good reception but you got you got different um, different noises from different parts of the ground didn't you yeah. just, um, like Forshaw was there getting applauded whereas the rest of them were being booed from that end and then as Forshaw got around there he was getting applauded and they were getting booed at that and end sometimes it was unclear who was shouting fuck off at who and <laughs> it was a bit like oh well, he's applauding him mm. but then he's shouting fuck off at is it Pamford or Cooper I, yeah it was all it's a very confusing anger. It's worth mentioning on on that, and we can refer to the recent words of Uruguay manager Marcelo Bielsa, who was talking about how football is about the players and the fans and the people who get in the way are the coaches and the journalists and the executives. And this is probably a very good example of that because Ailing, Forshaw, Harrison, Cooper, Dallas, because of what we went through with them coming up, and even before that with players like, I mean, Cooper was here, Cooper signed it, the Dave Hockaday was Liam Cooper's first manager. So he's put a shift in and he like affection grows over those times. And then they achieved something um, fairly incredible, which, you know, we did wait a long time for that to happen. And we'll always, I think once things, once the anger fades, we'll always have that. So part of today is looking at players like Ailing and Ailing on, I think he was the last player that um, as the ball went in from Maurer's goal, he he looked he looked as if he couldn't believe he was that shit, mm-hmm. but he's like he just couldn't process from what has happened previously to this now happening. So there's kind of that th- that feeling of yes, you're angry at, at what has happened and the way we've gone down, but you don't want to completely ruin what was good because I mean the previous relegation from the Premier League is a good example where Mark Viduka was sent off in his last two appearances. And that was a big part in us going down with him. But he is now, like, his, his his signed shorts are in this room and we revere them like a religious relic. They because, are they are massive, by the way. Yeah, shorts. because he's still Mark Viduka and we get, we got a great, we had a great time watching him score loads of goals. And then um, the fact that he was really, like, you think Bamford was a villain during this run-in. Viduka during the, the, the run-in from the, uh, getting relegated from the Premier League last time, much, much worse, I would argue. But, when it it goes away for a while, it becomes more of a story where you are like, they did this, this that was good, and then they did this that was bad. And you don't have to decide. You Ultimately, you don't have to decide, because they're not your mates. You don't have to be like, am I ever going to speak to Luke Ayling again? Um, but they feel like it. Yeah, they do. But it's, So he becomes, in the end, I guess he is more like a mate, because it's somebody who's done something good and he's done something bad. And, and then you you decide whether you still want to, whether the good outweighs the bad in the, the longer term. But right they're, today, they're, it's they're, very they're, they're a symptom of the problem, though, which is was the, the never, never building on them and never moving on from which them. Which is where yeah. the, the, the comment from Bielsa the other week that it's the fans and the players, the, that relationship is 
spoilt by the behaviour of directors, you've still about club owners, coaches, journalists, can journalists stand them. as well. Tough to hear that getting in the way, and certainly <laughs> and that is the story because um, the players that who were having their names sung today, Berardi's name is still sung many because he's not here. He got out of it because and Pablo as well. It's not that they ran away; they retired. They got well, they didn't retire. They got too old to play in the Premier League for Leeds. They went to other clubs, so they're kind of they're not part of this now. Um, players like Luke Ayling, if Rasmus Christiansen had been a better right back than him, or if Cody Drama had played, it wouldn't be a problem, and we wouldn't have all this with Luke Ayling now. So, who made the decision to have to defend our Premier League status with Luke Ayling and or Rasmus Christiansen as our options at right back? didn't pick themselves to the in the end. So um, there's bigger problems than uh, Luke Ayling's inability to, def- to defend against the, some of the paciest. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I think we might have a club statement, by the way. Oh, God. This should be a hoot. Should we go to that first or Allardyce's comments? Is it you? cheaper home shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Five pound away shirts? Uh, details of, uh, we said about a 10% refund, but we've realised <laughs> that we can't afford it. Uh, club statement, let's see if the website actually works and doesn't fall over. Oh, straight on. Uh, everyone connected with Leeds United is deeply disappointed by the club's relegation back to the Skybet Championship after three seasons in the Premier League. Relegation is painful and we apologise to our fan base that the performances this season have not seen the club consolidate our status as we had all hoped. However, Leeds United remains in a strong position to build a team that can challenge for promotion from the championship next season. We know things have not been good enough. We know we have to improve, but please be assured that behind the scenes, we have worked hard to ensure that the past will not be repeated. Our focus is now on how we get straight back to the Premier League. Thank you for your unwavering support for the players and the badge. (laughs) Our objective is to continue to, to build the club into the one you deserve. Hard to argue with any of that hollow as shit. I have a I have a big problem with that statement. There isn't a name on it. I was going to say who who is the one that's working hard? And yeah, who is the one planning is to it, not repeat? It's a mistakes? club statement. It's the whole club. Everyone's got together, pumped some fucking money into Chat GPT, and <laughs> problem is they're, they're an absolute shower from top to bottom. So I and don't really trust those people. Like how? Where does Sam Dory fit in? Uh, they weren't mentioned. And is this like who? 
Put a name on it, for God's sake. I was, we need to do a word count on it. I think 56% of the words were written by Andrea Radrazzani and 44 <laughs> were written by San Francisco 49ers. Did Pete Lowy get a word? Did, you know, does anybody, has LL Cool J said, contributed anything to this? <laughs> the lyrics of Phenomenon just posted on the club website. Oh, dear me. Uh, any, that's, that, no, that's not good enough. Well, the thing is, nothing was going to be good enough under the circumstances. No, that, what, that's the other what side they could have done is a name. Who has written that? There's nobody, there's only Angus Kinnear left. And if that's the case, say this is a message from Angus Kinnear, CEO, saying everybody connected with the club is doing blah, blah, blah. But, or put it from the owner. Compared to that, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Kinnear could have just written that as his programme notes today and it would have at least been something from him. But he doesn't do that anymore, does he? I'm fairly sure. And I'm going to, I don't know if I'll be able to check. But, um, well, was there a name on it after the Brentford game last year when it was saying basically it the was, same thing? It was um, Roger Zani's statement, wasn't it, last, last time? Yeah, we won't make, won't make the same mistake again, etc. Signed. <laughs> I said etc. Signed. I said etc. Andrea del- Rodrizzani. Did it deliberately. And it's a big um, it's a big miss to just not have anybody actually owning, because that's what you want, is somebody owning this, and um, that has not been owned. No. Where is Andrea Rodrizzani? Where is he? That's the question. Um, should we go to the comments by... Um, sorry, I just got some sort of notification on my phone, I think. I'll silence that. That's a good idea. Uh, it might be the official highlights of our game. How about him, Kev? Uh, let's have a look. So he's saying, uh, discussing whole infrastructure, quality of the squad is basically, most of it comes down to how good are your players? Well, how good are our players? Well, it's an interesting, um, I'm going to ignore that question from him. (laughs) Uh, But it is related. So after they scored, after um, Tottenham scored their second, was it the second or the third? The substitutions is basically the question. Carl Robinson Spent five, yes, so two nil down. Oh, they took forever, didn't they? Five minutes later, I was looking at the team and I was just thinking, why don't we just put a forward on? And even at the end of the game, Robin Cock was playing up front. <laughs> and to me, I think maybe Crescencio Somerville could have done that instead. What, head the ball? It, uh, just be up front. It felt like he was punishing last week's subs because he slugged them off after last week. He was like, right, I can't bring them on. Mm. So Jorginho, I know I've sort of, he didn't refuse, tr- refuse to acknowledge your He existence. didn't trust or doesn't trust, didn't, didn't. Let's go, let's talk past tense about Allardyce. Um, he didn't trust the young attackers, did he? It was no. always a case of, was it you made this point or was it Michael, one of the two, maybe, or was it you, Rob? If it's a good point, it was me. I'll claim it was mine. Fine. About, um, on one of the shows this week, saying, um, or last week, saying he was putting out the most experienced team he could possibly put out. I think that was me. Right, yeah. So Rob, you made that point. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, so carry on anyway what you were saying yeah, about the subs and the, and the young players so yeah I mean he slagged off the subs last week so it felt like he kind of couldn't bring them on and then yeah he, he just I mean even though last week he sort of said Jorginho Russell didn't exist it was, it was like he was, yeah it was good today actually but it was like he looked at the bench and was like oh, well you were crap last week Crescencio don't trust you well it was five minutes at least. so when did the subs come on I've got it was 58 they scored 46. It was 10 minutes then. Of Carl Robinson had written something down on a notepad. I was showing it to Allardyce and he was kind of going, don't know. And then he's showing it to Robbie Keane. He's going over like scoops with this, this, this and this. And then going back to Sam and then going like, right, so I've, I've, I'm pointing at something else now. And I was watching you think, this is simple. You've got Wilf Nyong'o, Crescencio Somerville and Jorginho are warming up. Put them on. Because even if they can't save the day and they shouldn't be put on with the situation of having to save the day, the mood was really starting to turn. And the one thing that would have cheered people up is, well, you know, at least our tricky young 
exciting forward players instead of it being six defenders and we're playing Weston McKennie and Robin Cock up front. Pascal Strout was playing left wing before we'd made these subs for 10 minutes. We've got the wingers were Pascal Strout and Luke Ayling. It's like, just forget about being solid. Forget about being... Just go defensive. for it. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. What have we got to lose from putting some cocky wingers on who who's confident? I mean, Pascal Strout, I think, was to blame for both the first two goals. He was bad for both. Let's not blame him. I think the official site's gone down, by the way. <laughs> he was bad for both. <laughs> like, the, like the rest of us, hey? Gone down. Hey? Anyone? Just, anyone? I don't think... I anyone? Don't see... <laughs> why it took 10 minutes for somebody earning half a million quid to do sod all is... Uh, as Rob has just pointed out in the comments, one point, half mm, a million quid. Yeah, one it's point. well, on it? I mean, I did I did have that small idea that you might be able to um, not not get a single point or a go- single goal <laughs> and get three million quid for keeping us up, but I suppose um, Sean Dyche has done it, hasn't he? He has. Absolute. Oh, so predictable. You just, you wish football could be different sometimes. It's just like something else would happen and that Sean, just like appointing Sean Dyche, how dare they have Frank Lampard and Sean Dyche and stay up? The statement's been replaced by an oops, there is an error page. I think that might be their 404 page on the website. It says a lot today that I never actually tried to check the other scores because we just went behind straight away. Couldn't even be bothered trying to test the reception in Ellen Road. Like, no, don't matter, does it? I had no notifications switched on from the other two games. I was like, oh, dear, oh, never mind. Can't Decorey scored a stunner. Imagine a stunning goal from midfield. I mean, look, you look at it this way. uh, You think, given the financial peril that Everton are in, and they would have obviously been catastrophic for them had they gone down, but then it's probably still not going to have a great season next season. It's just another another stringing out of the struggle for them, isn't it? They'll be fine. They'll just dodge out until they get the new stadium. You know, under these circumstances, you think, okay, if we can't have anything nice, if we've got to be sad, I want other people to be sad. One little crumb of comfort I take tonight is thinking back to James Madison shushing the South Stand when Leicester equalised against us. Yeah, it's kind of good that they've gone down as well. Yeah. I mean, he'll still get a move. He'll end up somewhere. He'll be paid a fortune. He won't care, you know, whatever. But still, shut up. Do you you know who scored for Leicester? The first goal. Go on. Guess. Uh, Who plays for them? Jamie Vardy? Harvey Barnes? Harvey Barnes, of course. course, Because he didn't actually score against Leeds this time around. um, So he got his goal in that way. At half-time, I went up onto the concourse and as I was getting there I could hear it ooh and I thought that we must be waiting for the scores to come up but then it turned out um, the collection point for beer was shut and they were just lifting the shutters and it was going ooh and it, once it got to the top it was like <laughs> we'd all given up by that point. I was going to say that so the stadium actually looked really really like quiet at half time like the number of seats that were empty and mm. I thought yeah everyone's in the concourse so as I was walking up before the game as well the, the southeast corner of the cheese wedge was, uh, was really rowdy people banging on fences and singing before the start of the game and I thought kind of sets the tone for what's going to happen which is going to be there'll be plenty of support it'll be pretty raucous but the poison will be bubbling away just underneath the surface there's a good Bielsa banner at full time in the cop hail Bielsa. Bielsa which was nice yeah it's kind of it's and it was unmissable as well so everybody maybe that's what set on for sure off crying uh, James, he's had his notebook out while Sam Allardyce has been in one getting some good stuff here one of the uh, one of the stories that's been running across the season has been my dad leaving ironically my dad stayed a lot longer um, today, I think he left at about 81, 82, something like that. He tends to watch it downstairs and then he'll just potter off, you know, basically when the whistle goes or thereabouts. Is that after he got dragged off the pitch? <laughs> I think uh, the, the thing about that, the thing about today, and it'll be with him, well, I guess I don't want to speak, I'll speak for it, the way it felt. Um, I think as we knew, like this has been yeah. coming for so long, 
I think that's kind of damp. That's I mean, when, a, when even I give up on it, Moscow. <laughs> it's kept a kept a lid on the anger, hasn't it? Because there'll be a lot of it on social media because you know that's very easy to do. It's what it does, yeah. Um, but in the ground, I think because it was an air of resignation coming into the game, it wasn't like you're going for a, a fireback. And it's kind of the the anger. I think all the um, it all happened a few weeks ago. I don't know if I could pick out particularly. Bournemouth is probably the one. Grathia's last game where the um, away fans were yelling at the players who went over at the end of the match. That felt like, not the moment we got relegated, but that's the moment when everything that everybody was angry about all kind of came together. And then the next move is Sam Allardyce is here. And then, because Victor Orta went after that as well. So there's kind of um, some of the things that we wanted to happen, like Victor Orta going... Radrizzani messing about in Sampdoria so he wasn't so it's very difficult to set to to chant um, sell the club and fuck off at somebody who is already buying another football club and to all intents and purposes looks like they are selling the club and fuck off Because so it's like it was all a few weeks ago when I think a lot of the um, like the event stuff probably happened and since then it's been like just every game repeating the same things. So that now, I think we're very tired of being relegated and we all know the reasons why we got relegated and tired of repeating them over and over. It's like, so in the end, make, when make it, comes it go to, away. Yeah, so when it comes down to it, it's just like, well, at least now, I mean, we don't know what the club are going to do because they can't even put a name on a statement. So we don't know who's running the shambles or who owns it or who is going to be the manager or who the director of football is or which players are going to play or what the hell. But we do know that we get a week um, less in summer because the, the season starts a week earlier in the championship, so we've lost a week from our uh, from from our get it all sorted now, you idiots. From, yeah. Well, I was just from having no football. I was quite looking forward to that bit, um, but yeah, also it's a week less to get the, the club sorted out. Although I did, um, I was thinking, I was reading about Luton Coventry yesterday, and that um, Coventry were bottom of the championship nine games into the season, and then still got into the playoffs, and then didn't go, didn't go up. So. You know, I did. That's one of the no chants. Hurry. I enjoyed that chant today as well. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. We're going to Coventry. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Uh, Kevin, there's, there's who, no Kevin, hurry. who was picking on me earlier, is asking, was the pitch as bad as the BT commentators kept saying it was? Looked very green to me. The pitch. I mean, that, I lad, that lad who got on it seemed to be quite <laughs> good, quite good on his feet. I didn't have any problems with the pitch. No, I didn't. I didn't know there was. Spent a fortune on that pitch last summer. Remember? The best pitch in the championship. And we've got the best floodlights in the championship yeah. as well now. Look at it that. was the players on it that was the problem, wasn't it? Mm. Is that what BT have been going on about, the pitch? I don't know. I don't know. Are they all right? They employ Michael Owen. I mean... That was Jake Humphrey's last day, isn't it? I don't, was he even here? Oh, no. I think um, Bob Savage was, wasn't he? Send him somewhere else. Oh, dear. Yeah, if they couldn't think of anything. I mean, yeah, the pit. Yes, okay. <laughs> Let's go with that, actually. We got relegated because the pitch helped Spurs and was like, oh, the players couldn't... The grass was too long. Mm. I mean, they were training on it all week. BT should know this isn't like... Is that the problem? They've worn it out. Maybe. Maybe. What? The grass has worn out. Yeah. Oh, maybe. <laughs> they have actually been training on it all week, haven't they? Yeah. To get yeah. them ready, to get them used to the cauldron atmosphere that Ellen Road was going to be. And today. then 90 seconds. <laughs> 90, oh, 90 seconds. Short. I just burst out laughing. Yeah. It's what a way to get relegated. <laughs> They've really gone for it. Oh, dear me. Uh, anything else to add then before we uh, we head off and uh, we have well, 46 match balls plus the cups next year. That's so good. That's 48. 48. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think we get you get. Do you get two rounds? Is it a, a back and forth round, early doors, like first round or second round, whatever? You get a, oh, really? a, a two leg title. I, 
I don't know. That's right. exciting, isn't Let's it? Let's do it. Reasons to be cheerful next season. We've we've probably lost Bowtop off the front of the shirts. Yeah, that's good. So I'll go. Are we going to be unsponsored? Do you think? Yeah, I hope so. No <laughs> Premier League anthem because we yeah, hate that because that's dreadful. They timed it right today, though. They, we got to the end of marching mm. on together before they played that that shit show for the final time. Um, what else is bad about it? VAR. They've got the goal line technology, but I don't think they've got VAR. Okay. Have they? They might bring it. I don't know. They've got to have it at some point. I don't know. Um, it's going to be like midfield. Is going It'll be, be Sean Harvey sat in a room at Stockley Park with a fucking iPad. Will uh, their version of VAR? We're going to get. Um, uh, we should almost like bring Jesse Marsh back and he can train the kids up. Charlie Creswell can stay and he can play at centre half. Um, midfield, Archie Gray, Darko JB. I've got I've got high hopes for Archie Gray in the championship. I feel like actually, if there is a bright spot, it is like as long as Manchester City don't just straight up sign him, we can go pure Jude Bellingham apart from selling him to Dortmund. Just put Archie Gray uh, 17, got, but if they were excited about him playing in the Premier League this year until he got injured, he can play in the Championship next year and he looks like he can actually pass a football which is a big thing that's been missing from our midfield um, and JB's alright as well. I've got some more hot, hot pitch chat for you. Uh, apparently they were saying that it was dry and it was a deliberate ploy by Allardyce to slow the ball down um, to stop Spurs breaking quickly. All right. Yeah, okay, they can discuss that as much as they want. So thank you to everyone who's mentioned that in the comments on thank YouTube. You, thank you as well to Sam Allardyce for Any, his anything to uh, Anything to add then? Before uh, we... we were going through the positive stuff, so Joffy can come back and play yeah. up front. Louis. Jorginho Rutter, nobody's going to sign him, are they? So, <laughs> and he, again, he's, he, if somebody explains to him how to play, I think he could be quite a good player. I had, I had a dream last night that he, we won 3-0 today and he scored the third goal and it was a penalty. And he took the penalty because... Uh, Pat Bamford was lining up to take it and people threw things on the pitch so he <laughs> and then Rutter scored, uh, stepped up and scored it we might get a bigger ticket allocations as well yeah. some yeah. grounds that's good, good. That's, always, that's always nice uh, we'll be filling some grounds for you as well mm-hmm. if you're an opposition fan nice to be Tuning back tuning into Revel um, we don't we can do a series uh, unlink the series of match of the day now which I never like anyway never enjoyed that we get to see some old friends like Tony Mowbray Don Goodman on co-commentary? Yes. Keith Andrews. Oh, yeah. They were um, side by side on the um, the playoff final half-time. And it was like, yeah, it was like the witches were gathering. <laughs> a pair of them standing next to each other was pretty strong. The other two horsemen of the apocalypse were elsewhere. Um, Helder Costa. <laughs> He's we'll a champion, back. isn't he? He is a champion. He's officially better than Your Ronaldo. Your mate Tyler, Tyler Roberts is back. Tyler Roberts is going to be back with another uh, a year to uh, earn another contract. I thought you were going to say another hamstring injury. Probably. We get to go to Millwall. Oh, don't we get to Millwall and have mm. um, uh, murder mocked, well, which is always a great laugh. We'll have some insider info from Times. Charlie and Jamie Shackleton. Mm. Um, we don't need to sign any midfielders. JB, Archie Gray, Lewis Jamie Bate Shackleton, Lewis Bate. And they were saying like... Plymouth away. Thank the you next, to uh, the yeah. next step for Lewis Bate was going to be a loan to the Championship. He doesn't need to bother him to do with us. Mm. Mm. Um, Continue playing under Carl Robinson. As he was at the start of this no, season. I mean, no. There's uh, Matteo Joseph. Mm. He was probably in line for a, a championship. Jo- yeah, Joseph and Gohart over. It's, I'm really, I am just hanging out for a season of um, Eddie and the kids next year. That's kind of how I've talked myself into it. It's like, it's not Matt Rocker. Actually, great. <laughs> Come on. We need, don't we need some grizzled bastards down the spine of the team? We definitely yeah. do. But Luke Ayling's already been given a new contract, so he's staying. Um, Coops has got a year to go anyway and the, for his testimonial um, Stuart Dallas back yep that will be nice hopefully 
Um, maybe Fizz or Foreshaw can have another year. So um, just stick with the people who let us down badly this year. And <laughs> Stuart them, Dallas is a saint. He does yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. this year. Give them another, chance, of the year. another mm. chance at redemption um, to try and remember what they used to do when they were good. Um, does that weird talk, isn't there, that Tyler Dan Adams... Dan James. Dan James will be back. He'll tear it, yeah, he'll tear it up in the championship. There's that weird talk that Tyler Adams might fancy it next year in the championship because he, he feels like he owes us something. And, you know, if he does, then fair play because I still have this sneaking suspicion that if he'd stayed fit, we might have got away with this. Yeah. Because um, midfield is where <laughs> it all comes. Have you seen the others? <laughs> Daniel Moroni is suggesting we get Eddie's kids in and play their kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Just kids are punk. So, you know, it's from that point of view, it's almost more interesting because there is that question of, you know, how do you, and we've seen it with Cody Drummer, is how do you get a player from the under-21s into the first team? And apparently, um, so far, you don't. Um, so with some of those players that we kind of like, it might be nice to see how they do. And they could be enough to get us promoted and then we'll uh, spend a year in the Premier League getting relegated and we'll hate all them. Yeah. The and cycle Continue the cycle, yeah. yeah. The circle of life, isn't it? See how it goes. But yeah, I don't know. It'll be... It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Mm. And uh, I, I think that's the that's maybe the biggest benefit of it being over is now we can just, like, right, now stuff actually does have to happen. But then, yeah, if what is going to happen is just unsigned statements that don't say who is actually in charge. Anybody could... Maybe that'll be the whole theme of the summer. Maybe we'll sign um, a manager and loads of loads of players but never actually say who's running the show. Just keep that, keep that on the QT. It's a secret. We'll be like whoever um, Ken Bates was running it for might buy us back. Just looking at um, 538.com. They've got oh, us, they've got us down at 100%, 100% as releg- <laughs> relegation. What a perfect way to sign off the match ball for this season. Um, let's uh, let's wrap it up there then and go home and uh, and hope for a better season next season. And let's face it, um, next season start maybe not tomorrow because it's a bank holiday. Tuesday. <laughs> We'll give him that, shall we? We are 12 months away from a promotion party. And we can actually go to this one unless there's another like worldwide pandemic. Yeah, in fact, we, we are owed one. Yep. Aren't we? So, that's so maybe the, this is that's it. We've got the, to go down yeah. to get one and come back up. So. so happy promotion in 12 months' time. You heard it here first, yeah? We'll wrap it up there. We'll see you soon. The Match Ball. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.